Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So bless the Lord. At all times, he is shall surely be in my mouth. I will bless the Lord at all times. He his praise shall continually his praise shall continually his praise shall continually be in my mouth amen amen let us pray Eternal Father, the Father of our Lord, our Savior, Jesus Christ, it is again, Heavenly Father, that we come before you to say thank you. Thank you, Father, for your mercy, your grace, your compassion, your healing, your word, we give you glory, we give you honor, we give you praise. This is another day, Father, that you have made. We are rejoicing and we are glad in it. Again, Father, we ask that you forgive us of our sins, forgive us of our debts and trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Thank you, Father, for another day in the land and the living. Thank you, Father, for food on our tables, clothes on our backs, shoes on our feet. We thank you, Father. We reverence you. We give you all praise, glory, and honor. Father, we are asking that as we study, as we search your Holy Scripture today, that you will speak into our hearts, into our minds, words of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding that we may better serve you, that we may better live for you, that we may better present ourselves as children of the Most High God. We trust, Father, that you are going to do these things for us and all others in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, that God's people say, Amen. Amen and Amen. God bless you, children of God. We do greet each of you once again in the mighty and the precious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. 
for those of you worshiping with us for the first time. I am Apostle Robert Bryant, pastor of the Christian Center Church Worldwide, headquarters here in Kinston, North Carolina, USA, and I'd like to welcome you to another edition of Living the Word, a place where sound doctrine is brought to the ears of millions of God's people all over the world. We do thank God for each of you. We pray the Lord is blessing you very well wherever this broadcast is locating you. Children of God, we're going to take a look at the book of Luke chapter 9 with a special focus on verse 23. Luke chapter 9 verse 23. Then Jesus said to them all, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. Praise the living God. Children of God, we're going to work from a theme this morning. Whoever wants to be my disciple. Whoever wants to be my disciple. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, thank you again, Father, for another day in the land of the living. Thank you, Father, for being better to us than we deserve, better to us than we even realize. We pray, Father, that you will continue to open our eyes to your truth, to your word, to your revelation, to how you want us to live, how you want us to speak, what you want us to do. Open our eyes, Heavenly Father. Let us see a glimpse of how you see that we may better carry out your good, pleasing, and perfect will. Again, Father, forgive us of anything we have said or done that has not been pleasing in your sight. We humbly ask, Father, that you have mercy upon us. Speak to us in our hearts and in our minds that your people in the four corners of the earth, as they hear your words, may they be blessed. These and all other blessings, Father, we ask and we count done in Jesus' mighty and precious name we pray. Let God's people say amen. Amen and amen. Whoever wants to be my disciple. The Lord immediately places in my spirit to share with you all. Every body that you and I have ever met, will ever meet, know right now, is either a disciple of Jesus Christ or a disciple of Satan. Everyone you and I have ever met know right now will ever meet is either a disciple of Jesus Christ or a disciple of Satan. Now, 
understand this. And God says for me to share with you all what a disciple is. The word disciple means learned one or one who is learned. So we are either disciples of Christ. We are either learning more about him, learning more about what he wants, learning about how he behaves, or we are disciples of Satan. My prayer for every soul under the sound of my voice. Understand this. God will tell you and I when we are disciples of his. Satan will never tell us when we are disciples of his. In fact, Satan will tell us just the opposite of us being when we are disciples of his. God will tell us plainly that we are a disciple of his. God will tell us plainly that we are a son of his. God will tell us plainly that we are a child of his because God speaks truth. In him, there is no darkness at all. Well, Satan, on the other hand, all he does is lie. The Bible says that when he lies, he speaks his native language. Bible says there is no truth in him. So if you are waiting for Satan to tell you the truth about anything, it will never happen. God will tell you and I the truth. This is why God sends his prophets, his apostles, his pastors, his teachers to tell you all on his behalf what God says. My prayer for every soul under the sound of my voice. May we be disciples of Jesus Christ. May we be learned ones of Jesus Christ. Listen, we are either learning from Christ or we are learning from Satan and his children. This is why it's important. Jesus said it like this. He that is not for me is against me. Now, you might be under the sound of my voice thinking you're neutral. You might think you're, you're like Switzerland. Listen. There is no neutrality in the kingdom of God. We are either for Christ or we are against Christ. We are either gathering with Christ or we are scattering from Christ. My prayer for every soul under the sound of my voice today. May we be for Christ. May we be gathering for Christ. There is no neutrality. It's either or. It's this or that. It's Jesus Christ or disciple of Satan. We are either speaking for Jesus Christ or we are speaking for Satan. We are either thinking Christ-like thoughts or we are thinking Satan-like thoughts. My prayer for every soul before it's too late. May we get this thing right in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Whoever wants to be my disciple. Jesus, as he spoke to the multitudes, he put it very plain. He said, if you want to be my disciple, you need to understand that you are the problem. Listen to what the Bible says. Then Jesus said to them all. Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves. Listen to me, my brothers. Listen to me, my sister. The devil is not our biggest problem. 
demons are not our biggest problem. African-Americans, white man is not your biggest problem. White brothers and sisters, people of color are not your biggest problem. Our biggest problem, my brother and my sister, is us. I, I was I was thinking as I was sharing this with you all that our biggest I'm looking at my biggest problem in the screen right now. His name Amen. is Robert Bryant, not Satan, not demons, not the devil. Now we know that these are adversarial opponents, but Jesus didn't say whoever wants to be my disciple must deny the devil. Jesus didn't say whoever wants to be my disciple must deny demons. Jesus said, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves. Listen to me, my brother. Listen to me, my sister. Many of us spend a lot of time on individuals and entities that are really not our problem. You have wives pointing the fingers at husbands. You have husbands pointing the fingers at wives. You have the young people pointing the finger at the older people. You have the older people pointing the finger at this young generation. You have Americans pointing the finger at the Chinese. You have the Chinese pointing the finger at Americans. When our real problem, my brother and my sister, is our self. And what the Lord just flashed in my spirit, children of God. Um, in the book of Genesis, after Adam had eaten from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, God called to the man in the garden. Now Adam was trying to hide among the trees. And this is this is symbolic and it is reflective of what happened to us as a species as humanity when uh, sin entered into humanity. Adam was tried to hide from God among the trees of the garden. In other words, he wanted something to be in between him and God. That's why he got that one. Whenever you try to hide, try to hide behind something, what you're trying to do and what I'm trying to do, we're trying to put that thing between us and what it is we perceive as a danger. Let's say that, you know, there's a bear coming down the street and we go and get up under our car. Well, what we're trying to do is we're trying to put the car between us and the bear. Since we don't want to deal with the bear ourselves, we want the car to be in between us or, or say there's a big dog chasing us in our neighborhood and we run in the house and shut the door. Well, what we're saying is we want to put the door of the house in between us and the dog. Well, Adam, when sin entered into humanity, humanity wanted to put things between them and God. The problem is that many individuals want to put the wrong thing. There's nothing wrong with putting anything between us and God because God is absolutely holy, absolutely righteous, absolutely pure. We are absolutely corrupt, absolutely sinful, 
Absol Paul said, when I would do good, evil is right there present. So there's nothing wrong with wanting to put something or someone between us and God because what we are and how we are now doesn't mix with what God is and how God is. The problem is when we try to put the wrong thing or the wrong person in between us and God. You say, Apostle, what are you letting us know today? That the only suitable person, the only suitable thing to go in between sinful, corrupt man and holy, righteous God is Jesus Christ. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Adam tried to put trees between him and God. Wrong answer. Some people try to put drugs between them and God. Wrong answer. Somebody try to some people try to put women or or, or or relationships between or money. Wrong answer. The only suitable thing to go in between sinful, corrupt us and perfect, holy, righteous, pure God is none other than our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. My prayer for you. He's the, he's the only mediator, the only go-between between God and man, the only, one, the only thing that will fit properly. Jesus can represent man on the man's side. Jesus can represent God on the God's side. We can't do it by ourselves. See, we're too corrupt. Our sin is too offensive to God. But when we thank you, Holy Spirit, when we are covered by the blood of Jesus, we can go before God and God can accept us because we have now placed our faith in his only begotten son who truly lived, bled, suffered and died, rose again from the dead, ascended on high and is coming again. Jesus Christ the only mediator between God and man. Well, children of God, whoever wants to be my disciple, Jesus says he must deny himself. I want to encourage you, my brother, encourage you, my sister, Instead of spending more time as a Democrat looking at what the Republicans are doing or spending more time as a Republican looking at more of what the Democrats are doing or spending more time as an African-American looking more at what the whites are doing or spending more time as a white brother and sister looking at what African-Americans are doing. Let us spend more time looking at ourselves. Let us spend more time striving to do the only thing that God really wants you and I to do, which is to obey him. Obey him. We're sure, we try to help our brothers. We try to help our sisters. But the majority of our energy, the majority of our time and our effort needs to be put in looking at ourselves because i'm hearing the lord speak in my spirit god said robert and in my spirit i'm saying yes lord lord is saying on that great and terrible day of judgment i will not be asking you about your neighbors i will not be asking you about your wife i will not be asking you about your children 
I'm going to be asking you about you. Bible says that we will give an account of the deeds that we have done, not give an account of the deeds our wife has done, not give an account of the deeds our husband has done. Not giving account of the deeds our mother has done or our father have done, or not giving account of the deeds our son has done or our daughter has done. But God says each man will give an account of the deeds that he has done while in these mortal bodies. I want to encourage you, my brother. Encourage you, my sister. Look at yourself. Pastors, instead of looking at the congregations, you're not going to be asked about the congregation on Judgment Day. You're going to be asked about yourself. Congregation, instead of looking at the pastors, look. you're not going to be asked about your pastor on Judgment Day. You're going to be asked about yourself. We are going to be asked about ourselves. We are going to give an account of this very one that the Lord is telling us to deny. Bible says, whoever wants to be my disciple. That means Jesus said, look, if you want to be my learned one, you must deny yourself. God says, inside, I thank you, Holy Spirit. Inside of you, inside of me, there is an entity that is working against us. Inside, we don't have to look, you know, look at what they are doing or what them are doing inside of you inside of me there is an entity that is working against us right inside of us it's called our own self one of the prophets God had to speak through one of the prophets. And I'm going to I'm going to get that scripture. The Lord has that in my spirit now. And it might have been Jeremiah. But he said the heart the Lord spoke to, through him and said the heart is deceitful. And desperately wicked. Go to the book. I think it was I think it was Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 17 and verse 9. Children of God, if you would turn with me to Jeremiah chapter 17 verse 9. God speaks through the prophet. And again, this emphasizes the point that the Holy Spirit is sharing with us today. Jeremiah said, or, or, or Jeremiah, as he is speaking for God, he says, the human heart is the most deceitful of all things. Now, Jeremiah didn't say Satan was the most deceitful of all things. Jeremiah Speaking for God, didn't say that demons were the most deceitful of all things. Jeremiah didn't say a lying spirit or, or yeah. Jeremiah said the human heart is the most deceitful of all things. Again, my brother, again, my sister, us, us. 
our corrupt, sinful hearts are the most deceitful, according to the word now, of all things. Watch this. God said, I'm not finished yet, Robert. I'm all right, Lord. And desperately wicked. Us. My prayer for every soul under the sound of my voice today is not that we will see our brothers better. Not that as African Americans we'll see our white brothers and sisters better or not as uh, that our white brothers and sisters will see us better as African Americans. My prayer for every soul under the sound of my voice today, may we see ourselves better. May we see how corrupt, how filthy ourselves are. And I'm not talking about husband looking at your wife. I'm not talking wife, look at your husband, look at what he's doing. I'm not talking parents, look at your children, children, look at your parents. I'm talking about us seeing us. My prayer today, God, Heavenly Father, help us to see ourselves. See, see, understand something, my brother and my sister. The way we have been created by our Creator, He has taken our eyes and He has placed them in our head in a way that they look out. So I can see you, but then you can see me. But unless I have an outside aid, like a mirror or a camera or this computer screen, I can't see my own self. And I can see a little bit of my nose if I, I focus in on it, or I can see a little of my mouth if I, but for the most part, I can't see myself, my eyes, I can't see my own forehead. I can't see my own head. I can't see. I can't because the way we have been created is to look out. See. But what God really wants us to do, and and we need we need an external aid so that we can look in. This is one of the reasons. Thank you, Holy Spirit. God said, Robert, this is one of the reasons that I want you all to receive my Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, whereas our natural eyes are looking out, the Holy Spirit has the ability to look in, to look into our hearts, to see the lust in our hearts, to see the lust in our the lust of the flesh, lust of the eye, pride of life. The Holy Spirit, listen, the Holy Spirit sees filth in us that we would never see on our own. And this is why you can't spend a lot of time trying to convince people that don't have the spirit of too much of anything because they are not equipped. But when we receive the spirit of God, instead of us looking at him and looking at her, looking at them and looking at they, looking at this and looking at that, we will begin with the, through and by the Holy Spirit to look at ourselves, to look at our hearts and how they need to be cleansed. How we, even as children of God, 
even born again, saved, sanctified, holy, we still need help. My prayer for you, my brother, my prayer for you, my sister. Through and by the spirit which God has given you and God has given me, may we look deep within ourselves. May we look at our own lust of the eye, our own lust of the flesh, our own pride of life. A songwriter sung many years ago, a song that carried a very powerful message. He said, sweep around your own front door before you try to sweep around mine. The older I'm getting, the the more I'm taking that to heart. See, let me clean Robert Bryant up. It, It is a life's work for me to clean Robert Bryant up. Now, if I can help you a little bit, you know, or share some things, help. But I got enough mess around my own front door to clean up than to be out spending a lot of time trying to clean around and sweep around your front door. Let us sweep around. Because if we all sweep around our front door, we really, if we do that, even in the natural, we won't have to be out trying to help anybody else sweep around their front door because if we all sweep around our front door, then we'll all, our our place will be clean. We won't need any help from anybody else if we take the time to clean our own selves up. So I want to encourage you, my brother, encourage you, my sister. Let us clean our own selves up. Let us look into our own hearts and clean that mess up in our hearts. The human heart. Listen to what Jeremiah says on behalf of God. The human heart is the most deceitful of all things and desperately wicked. Look at what God says. Who really knows how bad it is? Who who really knows how, how bad? The human heart is. Then it goes on in the next scriptures. The God, I, the Lord, know the heart. In other words, God knows just how sinful our human hearts are. Now, even though we're born again, God said, "I know how sinful you still are." I know, I know how sinful, saith the Lord, men and women still are. Listen to me, my brother. Listen to me, my sister. We don't ever want to start thinking that we are better than the unsaved world. See, we are saved by God's grace. See, one thing that we have in common with the unsaved world, we both sin. Bible says if first John 1 and 8, if any man claims he has no sin, he deceives himself. The difference between us as born again, saved, sanctified believers, and the unsaved world is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ has forgiven us of our sin. Because we have placed our faith 
in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, he has forgiven us of our sin. That's the difference between us and the unsaved world. Not that we are good, good, good. They are bad, bad, bad. No, no we all sin. We all commit sin. Saved, unsaved. Difference is saved, you've been forgiven. In prisons, you have two types of people. Any prison you go into around the world, you have two types of individuals. See, those that have been, you know, um, that are, are, are guilty of what they are charged with and those that are not guilty or were just found guilty. But the thing is, they're both in prison. Inside the prison, whether you are guilty of what the judge said that you did or whether you are not, whether you are not guilty, but the judge found you guilty, you're still in prison. Well, understand that as humanity, we are in this world of sin, saved or unsaved. We are in this world of sin. Understand that humanity, we commit this thing called sin every day in one way or another. The difference is we have placed our faith in God's only begotten son, Jesus Christ, who came down through 40 and two generations, truly lived, bled, suffered, and died, rose again from the dead, ascended on high, and is coming again. We have placed our faith in him. So now the Lord is declaring you and I as not guilty, even though we sin every day, just like the unsaved world. But because of our faith, God is declaring you and declaring me not guilty. We have been justified. We have been found not guilty. Do, did you do it? Do you do it? Yes, every day we do. But God, see, understand that being guilty and being found not guilty are two different things. See, we are guilty of sin, but God is finding us through and by our faith in Jesus Christ, not guilty. So we thank God today. That, and this is, you hear me say this on a daily basis. We thank God for through and by our faith in Jesus Christ. He does not deal with us as our sins deserve. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. So instead of you and I receiving the wages of sin by our faith in Jesus Christ who took the penalty of sin on himself, we can now experience the gift of God. I thank God today. I don't know who God has sent me here to talk to, but I thank God today for enjoying the gift of God rather than having to experience the penalty of sin. Whoever wants to be my disciple, see. Whoever wants to be my disciple, there are certain things that you and I must do to be Jesus' disciple.
Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves. What is it? What is the part of us that gets us in trouble and has gotten us in trouble with our creator? It is our sinful self. There's two parts of you. There's two parts of me. As a child of God, there is the sinful side of you. There's the sinful side of me. There is the righteous side of you. There is the righteous side of me. What God is saying is you got to deny that sinful side of yourself. Jesus said that whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves. Well, what is he saying? He must deny that sinful part, that sinful side of himself. As cre as, as creation, you, I got a front. Well, if I turn around, you all see my back. There's another side of me. Same me, just a different side. Well, so it is. We as sinful side of us, and we have a righteous side of us. Same us, just a different side. If we want to be Jesus's disciple, if we want to be Jesus's learned one, we must deny that sinful side. Jesus is not talking about denying the new nature or the, 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 the holy, righteous, pure side of us. He's talking about us denying that corrupt, sinful, wretched side of us. If any man wants to be my disciple, must deny themselves. Take up their cross. Now understand this. Cross is symbolic. Cross is symbolic of suffering. Cross is symbolic of pain. Cross is symbolic of not easy. You and I must take up our cross. Once we deny it, as we are denying this sinful side of ourselves, now we got to take up our cross. Each one of us has a different cross. Your cross is going to be different from my cross. My cross is going to be different from his cross. His cross is going to be different from her cross. Each one of us has a different cross, but each one of us must be willing to take up his cross, take up our cross. I want to encourage you. I don't know who God has sent me here to talk to. Take up your cross. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be painful. Take up your cross and follow Jesus. Because even though following Jesus involves a cross, even though Jesus is following Jesus involves uncomfortable, in the end, following Jesus will bring us to the eternal place that God has prepared for you and for me, child of God, since before the foundations of the earth. I know it might not be easy here, you know, 
Now we have a choice and the Lord is placing this in my spirit. We can either choose to go through a little bit of uncomfortability here for eternal comfort or we can go and strive for a little bit of comfortability here for an eternity of punishment. Those are the two roads. One road is comfortable here, but leads to eternal punishment. Another road is difficult here, but leads to eternal life. My prayer for you, my prayer for me. May we choose that road. May we choose the road of uncomfortability here so that we can obtain eternal comfort, eternal bliss, eternal peace. Or we can strive for comfortability here and end up in eternal damnation. May that not be your portion. May that not be my portion in the name of Jesus Christ, whoever wants to be my disciple. See, Jesus went through uncomfortability here. And he's our leader. See, I'm not the leader of the church. Bishop Bishop T.D. Jakes is not the leader of the church or Cruffalo Dollar is not the leader of the church. Jesus Christ is the leader. Jesus Christ is the head of the church. Now, what did Jesus Christ experience in this life? Let's look at a few things. Jesus, the Bible says he was despised and rejected of men. He was a man of sorrows, familiar with suffering, like one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised or hated, and we esteemed him not. Now, those are just a few things that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ went through here on this earth, in this realm. But now, He is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. In other words, as terrible uh, as all that treatment was that Jesus went through in this life, now he is seated on the right hand of the throne of God. Now he is in the most exalted place in all humanity, sitting right on the right side of God, sitting right on the right side of the creator of all things. Jesus is seated seated right now on the right hand of the creator of all things. So Jesus was willing to go through a little bit of discomfort here that he might move into eternal bliss, eternal peace. My prayer for you, my prayer for me, may we too be willing 
See, this is about whoever wants to be my disciple. See, a disciple is a learned one. So the same way Jesus went through it, we have to learn from him how to go through it. The same way Jesus experienced it, we have to learn from him how to experience it. The same way Jesus endured it, we have to learn from him how to endure it. Whoever wants to be my disciple. Then Jesus said to them all, Jesus said, look, I'm not leaving anyone out. Jesus said, look, you either want to be my disciple or you don't. You either want to be on my side, saith the Lord, or you don't. You are either with me, saith the Lord, or you are against me. You are either gathering, saith the Lord, or you are scattering. My prayer for every soul, every soul under the sound of my voice, I don't need to see your face. I don't need to know your name. If you are hearing me, my prayer for you is that you and I will be found on Christ's side at the end of all things. On that great and terrible day. Great because some people will be going to heaven forever. Terrible because some people will be sent to hell forever. On that great and terrible day, may you and I be found on God's side. May you and I be found on Christ's side. When God is looking over creation and assigning men and women, boys and girls, their eternal destination, may God look at our lives and say, well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. Come on up. Let me make you ruler over many. That is my prayer for you. That is my prayer for me. Not that God will have to say, depart from me. You workers of iniquity, I don't know you. I never knew you into the place prepared for the devil and his angel. That is not my prayer for anyone under the sound of my voice. I've got friends listening to this broadcast. I've got some enemies listening to this broadcast. I got some people that like me a lot listening to this broadcast. I got some people that don't like me at all listening to this broadcast. Whoever you are, that is not my prayer that God will have to say to you on that great and terrible day, depart from me, ye work of iniquity. I don't wish that on my worst enemy. Just as it is God's will that all men will come to a knowledge of the truth and be saved, it is my will that all men will come to a knowledge of the truth and be saved. Now understand this, my brother. Understand this, my sister. The only way that you and I can come to a knowledge of the truth 
is we must hear what the Spirit of God is saying in these last and evil days. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. A prayer for you, a prayer for me. May we take time out of our busy little schedules, our busy little days, and hear what the Spirit of God has to say to the church. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Unless we hear the Word of God, the uncompromising, unadulterated word of God, we cannot develop our faith properly. See, we have to hear proper in order to develop our faith proper. You know, and what the Lord is is bringing in my spirit now, suppose one of us wanted to learn Spanish so that when we went to Spanish, when we went to Spain, we would know how to communicate. Well, it would be important for our Spanish teacher to teach us the proper pronunciation, the proper use of words and verbs and different things, so that when we got to Spain and began to communicate, uh, they would understand us and we will be able to understand them. Can you imagine if the Spanish teacher, instead of teaching us that, uh, como se llamo, como te llamo, means, uh, I think that means how was your day? Suppose they were teaching us that it meant something else. Well, they were teaching, but they were teaching the wrong thing. So when we got to Spain, to Spain, we wouldn't understand what was going on because we were taught wrong. This is what I impress upon you all each day. And I tell you, uh, sound doctrine. This is why sound doctrine is so important for you and for me as children of God. Because if a Spanish teacher does not teach us right and we go to Spain, then we still won't understand what is going on we still won't be able to communicate effectively because they taught us wrong. Well, if we are taught in the word of God, wrong things. See, we, we won't be prepared for the kingdom. This is why sound doctrine, another reason why sound doctrine is so important for you, so important for me. See. It's going to be sound doctrine that is going to be lived in the kingdom of God. A false doctrine will be sent to hell along with those who have uh, elected to run with it. So my prayer for each of us, may we desire pure, sincere milk or what the apostle was saying, may you and I desire sound doctrine. May you and I only listen to sound doctrine. May you and I only meditate on sound doctrine. You say, Apostle, what is sound doctrine? 
Sound doctrine is the truth from God. False doctrine is a, is a, is a dressed up lie from Satan. If we want to be Christ's disciple, we must deny ourselves. We must deny our sinful, corrupt selves. We must pick up our cross and we must follow Jesus. As I shared with you all earlier, Jesus suffered in this life. We too will have to suffer in this life. Jesus suffered at the hands of wicked men and wicked women. We too will have to suffer at the hands of wicked men and wicked women. We are his disciples. We are his learned ones. My prayer for you my prayer for me, at the end of the day, may we be found to have been Jesus' disciples. May God bless you, children of God. May heaven continue smiling on each of you. This is Apostle Robert Bryant, pastor of the Christian Center Church Worldwide. Headquarters here in Kinston, North Carolina, USA, signing out. This is the day, this is the day that the Lord has made, that the Lord has made. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, 
Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.